6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. And I want you to think about it in your house. How are you dealing with this? Uh, We know that today's inflation report, probably not coming as a big surprise to a lot of you. Prices are going up. They have been going up. The annual pace of inflation last month reached its highest level since February 2003. It it rose to 4.4%. Gas prices shot up 32.8% year over year. Dairy products cost 5.1% more. Meat up 9.5%. Uh, fruits and vegetables dropping a bit, so that's kind of the only light on the horizon right now. Uh, here in Alberta, the rate of inflation fell. In Edmonton and in Alberta, province-wide, month over month, Alberta's inflation rate was 4%. That's down from uh, 4.7% in August. Edmonton's rate is at 3.7%, down from 4.4%. But still... Uh, some tough times for a lot of folks out there. So what is driving inflation in Alberta? Here's Angus Watt from National Bank Financial. Well, in Alberta, we're we're in a unique position because a lot of our food in the wintertime comes from uh, California, and the California prices have moved higher because of the lack of water, the drought, transportation costs, you know, trucking costs have moved higher, air freight costs are actually very higher, much higher. Uh, things that we're bringing in from Asia, those costs are just exploding at this point in time. So that's Angus Watt. So costs are going up at the same time the pandemic has also created a huge financial strain on many families. Many of you listening tell me about that every day. Supports put in place to help out are drying up. We don't know. They're they're expected to um, expire October 23rd, so that's in uh, just a couple of days. Will they be extended? We don't know at this point. So what are you doing? What can you do to combat the financial hit of rising costs? Our first guest recently penned an op-ed on just that. Scott Hanna is the president of the Credit Counseling Society. Scott, welcome to 630 Chad. Thank you, Jillian. All right, let's start with this. You know, and I'm curious to know from from your vantage point as the president of the Credit Counseling uh, Society, what you're seeing and what you have seen over the past two years um, with, you know, with with the hit financially from the pandemic. You know, for the first year plus, uh, Jalen, the consumers who are actually in it were in a better position. Many who had outstanding obligations found that the creditors were prepared to defer payments or reduce payments given their circumstances, and that costs really hadn't gone up a lot. People were were more uh, housebound and so weren't getting out, uh, weren't spending the amount of money they were on gas and other services. And things have been changing over the last six months. And we're now hearing from clients saying, boy, it's really getting hard just to make ends meet. The price, and as uh, you outlined, you know, the price of food has gone up like crazy. Who can afford meat? Gas prices seem to be going up every week. So it's Mm. getting tougher for a lot of consumers. And while we've talked about the inflation rate going up, what we haven't talked about is what is our government going to do with respect to the inflation rate? Mm -hmm. Are they going to raise interest costs? And so many of us across Canada have taken on bigger mortgages, bigger lines of credit at variable at very low variable rates of interest. There's likely only one direction interest rates are going and that's up. And that's gonna take another bite 
out of an individual's household income. Well, especially for folks who, you know, have decided, hey, you know what, we're not traveling, we have this line of credit, it's not doing anything, maybe we'll do some house reno. So all of a sudden you have a, a big hunk of a change on that line of credit, and if interest rates start to start to go up, that could that could cause some real grief. Well, you know, I, I had to replace a portion of, of my fence uh, this past year, and my job just about dropped when, when I was quoted the, the price for the panels because I did another section the previous year. So over the course of one year, uh, four by six fence panel, pardon me, four or six by eight fence panel went from $115 to $209. Yeah, yeah. And so, so <laughs> costs have gone up. So people are spending more on their lines of credit to get the same things they could have bought for much less a year ago. So Scott, recently you you addressed this in uh, in an op-ed article, and, and that's why I dialed you up this afternoon, because I wanted to t- touch on a few things. Some of your tips, some of your ideas on what people can do. We were talking about how cr- groceries, the cost of groceries are going up. You know, what what should we be thinking about? What can we do when it comes to grocery shopping and thinking about how to save some money there? Well, it's critical that if you want to save money with groceries, you've got to have a plan, which means you've got to do some meal planning ahead of time, determine what you're going to, what you're going to, to make, and to the best of your ability, ensure that you're making extra so you can freeze them, so you can use them for, for meals that if you're working away from the home, um, you know, having your breakfast at home, mm. brewing your coffee at home. I mean, lots of people have their favorite style of coffee, but it's a lot cheaper if you make it at home as opposed to stopping by your favorite coffee shop. So really, you know, getting to know various discount stores. So just for now, for example, that you go to your typical grocery stores and you're buying a little jar of spice. It costs you 4 or $5. Go to your discount bulk store. The same amount may only cost you a dollar. Mm. It's it's using all these strategies and paying attention as to what's on sale this week and building meals around that can have a dramatic cost on reducing your overall food cost because it's a big part of our budget. And really, uh, as much as we want to support our, our local restaurants and things, it's um, too many of us are spending too much of our paychecks on meals out or meals delivered. and take a huge bite out of our budget. So with costs going up, we really need to think about what spending a bit more time to reduce our cost and that's really what it, what it is it comes down to is spending a bit more time being more methodical and, and in terms of what we need to do here to cut our cost and that and that is the goal you cost cutting you you touch on in in the article that you wrote about zeroing in in your needs versus your wants and i think that is a really really important part but i'm one of the, the biggest things and i wonder how many of my listeners actually do this i know i've tried i think my husband does it much better than i do um you know my family when i was a kid when i was a student uh tried to put me on a budget i found it very difficult to keep track of everything or i just you know let it slide how important is keeping a budget in all of this right now it's it's critically important think of it as as your own business and it's uh, it's your family inc as a business you can't run a business without a budget and you've got to live within your budget within your revenues so if you're not keeping track of those expenses how do you know if you're on track if you're over if you're over budget you don't and so it's really getting a, getting in the habit of saying, how much do I spend in these various areas, monitoring them for a couple of months, mm. and then finding ways to automate your expenses. So it's the fact that if you have your a hydro bill, for example, 
Some people are in the habit of paying the hydro bill every two months. Me, I've got on the equal payment plan because my income doesn't change month over month. So I want to keep my expenses as similar as they possibly can. So really understanding how much money is coming in and then how much discretionary income I can have. And it's important that you and I and everyone else have some discretionary income that we're not budgeting for. And it could be that I'm going to spend $40 a week on discretionary things. Maybe it's a lunch out, maybe it's a couple of coffees, whatever, and not having to account for that because it's built into your budget. But knowing how much that is, as well as knowing how much do I have to set, away, uh, set aside for things that I don't see in my budget every month, like car repairs. Nothing's worse than <laughs> driving down the road and all of a sudden your car stops. Uh, and you don't have the funds in your bank account to pay for it. So really having a budget is, you know, it's a lot of people think of a budget as a four-letter word, and, and I do too. It's called a plan. It's about <laughs> having a plan for how you spend your money. Scott Hanna, joining, to, Scott Hanna joining me this afternoon, and I sure appreciate your time, and we're almost out of time, so I wanted to touch on this before we, um, before we run out. Uh, let's talk about using, using credit to cover off shortfall that can be really tempting hey on, on a whole di- on a whole level of things on the on the want versus need thing on whatever it is what do we need to keep in mind when it comes to credit that uh, credit is just a tool but credit can help us and credit can hurt us and if you're using credit and you're carrying a balance on a credit card for your for your goods and services you could be increasing the cost by as much as 50 percent if you don't pay it off in full so really if you're going to use a credit card use it for Uh, the purpose of just purchasing the item, but have the funds on hand. If you don't have the funds on hand, do not use a high-rate credit card to cover that cost. You're better off on a low-rate line of credit, but really, ideally, it should be factored into your budget. Just use credit as a tool, not as a a tool to carry a, a balance on at a high rate of interest. Oh, great advice. Great advice. And I think it's always important as well. And I've, you know, I've talked to a number of people about this, you know, when it comes to uh, reducing expenses, maybe, you know, you can talk to the phone company, see if there's a better deal there. Maybe your, your satellite TV company or cable company, whatever it is, call them up, talk to them, see if there's a better deal available and, uh, and negotiate a little bit because you never know what's uh, going to come out of that. Well, and that's every single expense line. So if you look at it, if you could save $5 on every expense uh, line that you have, that could be a couple hundred dollars every single month. And it's worthwhile doing. Your, your point about the, about the telephone, uh, your, uh, your telephone service makes sense. I did the same with my carrier and reduced my cost by 30% because I was a long-term customer and they didn't want to lose my business. So mm. the worst thing that can happen is someone will say no. Best Scott, thing, you'll save some more money. Has Scott Hanna joining us this afternoon. We're out of time. Scott, I'd love to continue the conversation uh, down the line. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. Take care, Jalen.